everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is Season 5, Episode 17, the one with Rachel's inadvertent kiss. Oh, Rachel. Oh, Rachel. <laughs> oh, kissy noises from Renee. Um, this episode opens really exciting because Rachel gets an interview at Ralph Lauren. Yeah, and when she announced that, I was like, where is she working right now? Bloomies. And Bloomies still is a personal shopper. We just haven't uh, talked about her work in a long time uh, since Josh Wait, Ua. is she still? Oh, that's right. Okay, because, okay, let's just I mean, she take has a second to chronicle this. Yeah. So she was at Fortunata Fashions, um detangling hangers and then she got the interview at bloomingdale's and she was an assistant to the buyer joanna and Mm -hmm. then joanna was going to make her an assistant buyer but then joanna died and then her department got downsized and she got moved to personal shopping and so as far as we know that's where she still is yes i i have no reason to believe otherwise no, I think um, you're correct. And yeah. they don't explain how she got the interview with Ralph Lauren. This isn't one of the, like, someone got it for her or whatever. But, okay. One so can only she's... assume that she, yeah, saw the job posted and went for it. And yeah, got... I was trying to think. Because Mark's the one that got her the interview at Bloomingdale's in the first place. But mm-hmm. he's unrelated to this one. So, okay. And Gucky. And, oh, yeah, and Gucky. Later down the That's road. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So she's got an interview with. Um, Ralph Lauren, and she said, I can't remember, she said it was like working with suppliers or something. I don't remember, but it sounded like a good corporate role. Definitely yeah, step she up said from she was going to be right under the director, but I think it was coordinating the women's collection. Ooh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Sounds very fancy. Stuff that I don't think, like, I just, would you ever want a job in fashion? I think it could be really fun. Um... I think it's probably really competitive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I I think I could work in fashion. Yeah. On like the buyer side. I wouldn't like I like wearing clothes. Um and I like like I I like my own sense of style and fashion, but um mm-hmm. I don't think I'd want to work in fashion. I think it's like too cutting edge, too competitive, too creative of a role yeah. for me. I used to always yeah. want to work at a magazine, but like a fashion oh, really? magazine. I always thought that would be really fun. Yeah. And then you saw the Devil Wears um, Prada and you were like, never mind. <laughs> I love that movie. I think I still wanted to do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like fun to like pull all that stuff together just seems like a lot of moving pieces but a fun challenge and kind of always Hmm. it feels like there's a lot of opportunity to talk about different things not just fashion I don't know maybe not oh yeah true I guess yeah yeah okay but not like editing it or like having to be the one to put together outfits you want to be um you want to be whatever her name is um Kate Hudson in how to lose a guy in 10 days (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Well, actually, I always thought of, I wanted to work in the in layout, like I guess graphic oh, okay. design. I don't know. I just thought that would be fun. It's from all my years of cutting things out of magazines and mod podging them to a notebook. Mm, I thought I had a lot of skills a collage. in that department. Well, that would be the precursor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the uh, the gateway drug to magazine <laughs> mod layout podge work. Is right, the great gateway drug. <laughs> Yeah, but I think there's a lot. I think fashion could be really fun, but it also it's probably like it looks fun from the outside, but is not actually fun on the inside. Is my right? Guess. Like when people are like, yeah. "Oh, it's just all like designers and cool clothes and like funky," and it's like it's got all the same horrible edges that every other job has. Yep. Plus its own issues. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well. Yep. Um. So that's yeah. Well, we're so, happy for Rachel. So, so if you work at a big fashion house do, and you need us, no, for me, but Renee might want to come do layout, so you can call her. Um, I would work. At, definitely I would work at Gucky. No problem. She'd work at Gucky. Definitely, definitely Rachel. So she's very oh, excited. Sure. I like, I like when Phoebe's like, "Let's practice your handshakes." Good. Very firm. Good. Very firm. Great. I'm happy to hear that. And then Monica's like, ooh, I want to try. And she's like, ow, why? <laughs> um, 
why why are you doing that to my hand or whatever and then she's like oh was it too hard she's like just put it this way i'm glad i'm not chandler (laughs) um i feel like that's such a monica thing to be like me next me next i want to try i want to be the best at handshaking i want to be the best at uh this reminds me of there is somebody that i used to work with and i don't work with him anymore but he's he's like very old dude um described he like just he's like an old person but described as like very set in his ways very old school Mm -hmm. style and when I met him I went to shake his hand and literally it is the most painful handshake I have ever (laughs) had and like I'm not a dead fish handshake person I don't like that I think like why Mm. just like why Mm -hmm. like lazily flop your hand into somebody else's like give it a little squeeze it's so gross he was shaking my hand so hard that I almost started laughing because it was like, do you know when you're just like, you know, when you almost like awkwardly like laugh like about how, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how painful it, like I was just like, why are you trying to break my bones in my hand? And I was just thinking like, I thought it was just so ridiculous. So that's kind of what I imagine Monica's handshake must be like. Yeah. I kind of met where it's like, um, where your knuckles are being like crushed yes that's what they're I like imagine. grinding that's your knuckles feeling. together yes. and you're like i there's no more you're space like, for my hand there's why are you doing that <laughs> like what happened what did so, i ever do to you <laughs> um so we'll we'll stay on this one i guess <clears throat> because sure. i started it okay with how it opens um so Rachel comes back and she's like, oh, my gosh. You know, they're like, how'd the interview go? And she was like, terrible. It was so bad. You know, she's like, it started out fine. The actual interview part went great. I made him laugh. Yeah. Um, But then, and I do think, I, sh- I don't know if it's, I don't know if this matters, us saying this or not, but I definitely think that Rachel has the passion and the experience and, like, the knowledge of, she's not just like, I like clothes. Do you know what I mean? Like, didn't she go to uni? Yeah. She went to college for... She did. And I think she went to fashion fashion? merchandising. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, I think she knows her stuff. And I I think when she, like, wants to be on, on, like, maybe we've already said all this back in the, like, Bloomies, you like your work too much, Ross, Rachel, blah, blah, blah. Um, She's definitely doing what she's meant to be doing. Yeah. Like, I think she'd be great at this job for Ralph Lauren. And anyway, so she's like, you know, nailed the interview. But then at the end, he leaned in and it, maybe it was to open the door. But I thought <laughs> he was leaning in for a kiss. And so she kisses oh him. Gosh. But when they show it, it's kind of like a cheek kiss. And I'm like, well, that's not the worst. I mean, it is a little weird. Yes. Because it's kind of a European thing. Okay, do yes. Do people cheat like like I think it was inappropriate for the situation. I don't think it was like the world's worst thing because it's not like she like French t- kissed him with tongue and stuff. Yes. Yes. I feel the same way. Do do people that okay, pre-covid obviously. Uh do people <laughs> cheek <laughs> cheek kiss like 2019? Do people cheek kiss where you live? I'm going to guess no, um, huh? Some people do i do with some people who um like what like what type of person some girlfriends i guess yeah oh okay well that's okay so some girl so so girls that you are close with yes and you don't ones you don't cheat kiss with like male work relationships no okay i'm asking because they do here um Totally. Yes. And the thing is, is like when I lived in Florida and I worked at the PR firm, the people I worked for were English and Irish and I cheek kissed both of them on a regular basis. So yeah, one of them being male. So it was not at all weird in that situation. It would be weird here because it would just be me kissing everybody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not against it. I see no problem (laughs) with it when it is like the vibe. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, so, especially because most ke- cheek kisses don't actually include lips touching cheeks. It's really just kiss, making a kiss you noise just near the put other your cheek next face. to each other's. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. But I think, I think in with, an interview, it's ballsy. <laughs> I was gonna say with your male boss, it's because you guys had a good personal relationship as well. It wasn't like the first time you met him. Um, right. Although, so so I was asking that because here people do cheek kiss. Um, yeah. 
Sometimes it is just like a, and I don't know if it's because a lot of people in New Zealand have come from, there's a ton of English people here. Um, Yeah. There's not that many like Italian, there's a few French, but like, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's more European in that sense, or like they've all worked in Europe for a long time because a lot of Kiwis do that. I think it's just that like Commonwealth thing though. It's just kind of similar culturally. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. I forget that English people do kiss on the cheek, don't they? Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. And it's usually just one it's not two although I, there's a few people that I know that do the two and I'm like okay and there's a Portuguese guy here actually who always oh, does gosh, like like four at least two yeah and I'm like this is just taking too long but yes, um, there was that thing when I lived in the UK that it was like some people did one and some people did two and it's like I would just wait for their weight to shift to decide if I was gonna go for two because otherwise you end up kissing people on the lips yeah so we had an Italian girl um in our office um she was over like doing some training and I got Mm -hmm. awkward and accidentally when we were going for like I accidentally turned the same direction she did and kissed her on the mouth (laughs) (laughs) it was weird but um but yeah normally with the kiss like you were saying it, it usually is just like you kind of like touch cheeks a little bit but some people here will like grab and like plant their lips on my cheek and I'm like all right, it's a little bit weird, but like I also know that it's not whatsoever sexual. It's just they like actually do the lips to cheek thing, and I'm like, that's fine. Yes. I don't have to touch your face with my lips. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it wouldn't be weird if like once they're actually they have a working relationship, the cheek kiss wouldn't be weird. But I do think in an interview, not in Italy or <laughs> the UK, right. it's a bit much. And that's why I think, like, that's probably why she got the call back because it's, like, you could write that. That, I think, is, even though, especially in the States, it's not overly common, but I do actually think people in New York do it more than, New York and L.A. probably do it more than anywhere else in the States. So I I feel like it's not the most off-base thing that could happen. If she kissed him on the lips, I feel like that would be hard to come back from. You said you um, think that's why she got the callback because of the kiss? No, 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 no. I'm saying because they wrote it off as, oh, that's just kind of her style. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like she was trying to make it's out with the boss. It's not the weirdest. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's not the weirdest. I could write that off as being like, okay, not my style, but not It like wasn't like she sexually assaulted him. It was just kind of yes. like, oh, yeah, she did the cheat kiss. Okay. I do, I, I kind of, yeah. I equate it to like when you go for a handshake and somebody else goes for a hug and it's like that, oh, okay, You're well, I'm more a bit more familiar. Person. Yeah, 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 yes. totally. So it's not completely off base. It It's just more of like a preference thing. And so I do think it could be written off as just like, oh, well, you know, maybe she studied abroad or maybe this is how we're, you know I just feel like that would be something that I could <laughs> <In> Barcelona Barcelona <laughs> it's something I could easily be like oh okay well yeah if they went for the handshake I went for the hug they totally went for the handshake I just threw a cheek kiss on there I wouldn't do it but I I feel like I could definitely be like well you know it's not that weird it's just not my style you know totally and so I think that's why she still got the callback because it could be yeah. rationalized as a, a preference he, it probably didn't even really register with him or if it did yeah it was just kind of like oh okay she's a cheek kisser okay whatever but she did great in the interview that's what I would assume because I think she'd be great for this role so the interview went really poorly and Monica comes out and says hey Rach a guy from Ralph Lauren called you got a second interview and this part's cut out so for those of you who only oh, I know. ever I was so bummed when this part got so cut out okay well then let's then let's do it. Do you want to be Rachel or do you want to be Monica? We're going to role play here for you guys. Uh, okay. I want to be Monica. Okay. You start. Okay. Okay. Hey, Rach, the guy from Ralph Lauren called. You got a second interview. Monica, that – oh, and mind you, this is right after she just told the guys that she tanked it. Monica, that's not funny. Yeah. Um. Okay. The guys from Ralph Lauren called you got a second interview. And I wish but with you Monica, could like, see. Monica, yeah. like, dancing, like, the routine style – arm dancing and her very like yeah my limbs are weird because I'm so skinny and just such an awkward dancer oh my god Monica you better be serious oh and then I don't remember you, <laughs> Monica goes you just told oh, me to yeah, be no, funny. Goes, you just told me to be funny yes so 
Rachel just didn't believe her. And she's and like, oh my gosh, scene. I got a second interview. Yeah. And scene. We did a great job. Thank Good you. job. I'd hired you. You've got it. Thank you. You Thank got you. it. Um, yes. So they cut that part out. But yeah, so Monica does this funny little dance. And so she gets the second interview. But then then they kind of are like, well, of course you got the second interview. Like, you kissed him. Like, bring back the girl that kisses everybody. And she's like, oh, no. Do you think that's why? And then they're like, yeah. They're like, well, you know, probably. <laughs> so she's just like, oh, man. So, yeah. So they kind of get in her head and make her think that that's why she got the second one. So I think she's feeling yeah. a little bit like, okay, well, when I go in there, I'm going to have to address this and be like, hey, if that's what you're thinking, you know, no, but I'm really good for this role. So anyway, so she. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just overly aware of it. Yeah. Obviously. Now she's, yeah. So now. And also like, well, when was the last time you had to interview for something? Never. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Renee. Like a year ago. <laughs> Oh, oh, I thought, did you have to actually interview? I thought you said it was quite casual because it was like a, you were a shoo-in. Well, I got fast-tracked past a couple interviews and, but I did like an HR interview, like with the two girls from HR and then I did a panel interview. Okay. So it's supposed think, to be like four interviews and I just had to do two. Think back to your last like cold, like not cold call, but like, um, you know, like you didn't like you applied for something online or whatever, and and had yeah. to yeah, and so in those types of situations, you do sort of like I, I like I basically I bring all that up to say I I know this feeling where you're just like every little word that I said funny or like body language yeah. thing like you just overanalyze it all and you're like you know, interviews are so stressful. And so every little thing you're like, mm-hmm. oh, did they interpret that weird? Or is it going to, because, you know, did I say this wrong or? Yep. And so I think you're right. I think yeah. she's hyper I mean, aware yeah. of that and is probably like making a much bigger deal out of it because for her, you know, this interview is such a big deal. Yeah. I definitely remember that feeling because when I did my last panel interview for my job right now, it was down to me and one other girl and we were both having panel interviews and it was like I was either going to go before her or after her and I couldn't decide which was the better choice. <laughs> yeah, and you're sitting there like, like pros and conning it. First? Yeah, and it's just like – Yeah, and so everything. I actually think I went first because it was a Friday interview and I was like, I don't want to pick the Friday end of day interview. That's, no, that should doesn't never. sound fun for no. anybody. I didn't. I picked the other one. Um, but apparently, as soon as she started talking, they knew it was me. But I didn't know at the time. I was like, am I being too loud? Am I being too casual? Like, because I was being like myself, you know? But I'm like, is that a good thing? <laughs> is that yeah. a bad thing? And Should I be more buttoned up? I don't know. That's how interviews feel. And I think like um, – yeah, and I think like, you know, and you're describing one where like you had really good relationship and references, you know, or like word of mouth, like recommendations from people that worked there. So it's like every interview situation is stressful, even like good, you know what I mean? Even though like good circumstances. So I can yeah. see why Rachel like feeling like this is her one shot to get out of personal shopping and and stuff like that um, is she's so stressed mm-hmm. about it. So she goes to her second interview um maybe at the end interview at the end we can rank her interview looks and pick our favorite so let's just put a little pin in that um so she's oh, okay uh, sure it was the, okay yeah we'll do that at the end um at the end of this part and so then so she's um goes she's like sitting there like tapping a pen nervously in her mouth and he calls her in and he was like oh Rach, you just and he's like tapping his lips and she's like okay listen I knew we were gonna have to bring this up if that's the only reason you want me here you cannot demand sex from me (laughs) good day sir I said good day good day sir I do not want this job that bad good day and so it's like I mean he's pointing at his lips she's assuming he's saying like kiss me but I like how she's saying you can't Mm. demand sex from me which is like a bit of a leap there Rach I know I know And and then Aye. when she gets back to the apartment and she's like, you won't believe what happened. And they all start tapping their <laughs> lips. She's like, how are you doing this? And they're like, you've got That's ink amazing. on. That's amazing. How'd you yeah. do that? You've got ink on your lips. And she was like, ooh. So 
Like, bravo to her for actually calling back. and be- So she stormed out because she thought he was demanding yes. sex from her. But um, mm-hmm. so she, like, reschedules and has a third, kind of like a redo second, but a third interview. Um, and I am very proud of her for I feel like if that was me I would just be like yeah I blew that one I that's it like I'm it's too embarrassing I stormed out and yelled at him I Uh told him he was demanding sex from Mm me yep wouldn't you yeah it takes a lot of guts to go back for sure and that would if it was me as Mr. Zellner I I really do think that that would say a lot that somebody was willing to come back even though they made a complete fool of themselves yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I think it's funny because so, I was thinking that too is like if I were her, I'd be so mortified. I don't know if I'd show my face again. But if I were him, I'd be like – it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is awkward and weird stuff happens. But like you're actually handling mm-hmm. it like a mature person and good on it, – like it'd be hard to be the one to do it and be mature. But like it is being mm-hmm. the bigger person by kind of doing that and being like, I'm willing to admit that I made a mistake and I made a fool of myself yeah. and I'm putting myself back out there. And like, that is more admirable. Well, yeah. And the reality is, is like, I know you were saying like, you don't know if you'd be able to show your face, but the truth is, is that at that point you don't have anything to lose. That's true. You may as well give it a shot. Honestly, like the worst thing they could do is say, uh, yeah, you sealed your fate when you accused me of sexual harassment and stormed out. Yeah. You know, like it wouldn't be fun to relive necessarily, but your chances of getting this job in theory are already dead. You may as well throw in the towel and, you know, throw in one last shot and just see what happens. Roll the dice, man. This actually reminds me, I had an interview. It was one of, it was like one of my first ones in New Zealand when I was trying to kind of like crack back into my um, industry, but like my my resume by itself wasn't getting me anywhere because the company I worked for, though huge and very well-known internationally, not a lot of people in New Zealand had heard of it. Um, and so I remember like having a hard time. And so I, I got an interview with KPMG, and which is like, you know, big mm-hmm. and well-known and global, whatever. Yeah, one of the big and, four. Well, yes. And um, the first interview went terribly terribly it was it went so poorly and I can't remember exactly why but I think I was just like really nervous and the guy who interviewed me was very weird and like kind of like like a little bit like angry demanding kind of like a well what are you gonna you know what I mean like it wasn't like a good interview experience but I just remember thinking like oh my gosh I tanked because at one point he's like well can you even like list out for me da 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 and I was like what like it was just so awkward and so afterwards Mm -hmm. I sent a follow-up email and I was like hey look you know like thanks for the opportunity um like I'm sorry you know I I'm sorry that like that wasn't I don't think that was like the best representation of me um I think I was just like quite nervous but I actually really think I could you know, do the job well. Like, I just don't think I interviewed well type thing. And he called me and he was Mm -hmm. like, I was definitely not going to give you a second interview, but because of your follow-up email, you actually sounded like really earnest and like, you know, you act like, I like the fact that you were like willing to kind of like fight for a second chance. And so I actually Mm -hmm. did get, um, not litigious, not litigious. I did get another interview with the, um, chief technology officer. He loved me, but you know, at that point they're kind of just like, are you a good fit? Can we like roll you out to senior leadership? Mm -hmm. Um, and then I didn't actually end up getting an offer because that same weird guy called me back and started to talk to me about salary. And it was like way low. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. The salary. He's like, what was your expectation? And I said something. And he's like, what? And he like got all mad at me. And I was like, uh. And he's like, no, no, we're down here. And then he said it. And I was like, OK, well, you know, like salary isn't the only thing. And he like stopped me. He's like, no, I'm going to stop you right there because I've said this before, too. But I know that you're just going to constantly be thinking about how much money you could be making and you're not going to be happy. And I was like, I'm sorry, yeah. am I being offered a role or not? Like, he basically it was the weirdest and I blame him anyway um but I guess I have had a I have had a bad experience and then kind of like clawed for an opportunity you know like a second opportunity yeah and it was well received I think it's worth a shot I mean I I really do think there is something to be said about how somebody handles like 
failure is the wrong word, but like yeah, like a setback the self reflection or... to know that it didn't go well. Being able to say like, hey, I don't think that was my best. I yeah, know, but thanks everybody for, likes thanks for letting that. me try. Yeah, there is something. It I think it's that it's like a humble mentality. Like I'm not gonna pretend like I'm perfect. Actually, it's really funny when um when I got my job that I got uh my friend who is my boss. Um, who was trying to get me to apply for the role, he was like, so just trying – when when he first asked me if I'd be interested, I was like, no. And then like a month – a couple weeks later, he's like, okay, I know you said no, but I'm just trying to see if there's any interest because I have like 150 applications. And if I don't have to look through them, I won't. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not really interested. And he was like, okay, fair enough. And then three weeks later, I was like, mm, can I change my mind? Mm, what do you think about me still throwing my hat in the ring? And he was like, yeah, I would love that because right now he's like, I just looked at an application for a guy. When I asked what his best qualities were, he wrote something along the lines of, I'm not going to try to convince you of my awesomeness. You'll just have to find out yourself or something like that. That was a legitimate application. Oh, dear. <laughs> like, so I'm like, I think Thanks for making me work for it. <laughs> I think there is something to be said about being honest and humble and even if like I think I would rather hire somebody who's willing to admit when they were wrong and didn't do their best than somebody who pretends like well it's everybody else's problem that you don't think I'm amazing you know or or like I mean because that's the whole like if you don't think I'm amazing it's your problem but I think also the like knowing you didn't do your best but just kind of holding your breath and hoping that you'll get through anyway is like yeah yeah, that to me is – I think that's more what people do is because they're just like, oh, I know I didn't do well, but, like, I know I could do better. And so hopefully they'll, like, see that in me too. It's like they're busy. Yeah. They have 150 applications. Like, go out of your way to be like, hey, that wasn't my best. Can I have a second yeah. try? Like, why not? And if, Standing and if out is really hard in a crowd yeah. like that. Yeah. And I think if you do say, like, I know that wasn't my best. I appreciate you're busy. But if you'll – let me I'd like to like have a second chance and I do think that people are human and appreciate the human side of others so anyway so he lets her come back and I like how he's like I do feel obligated to let you know this is being video recorded (laughs) um I know oh gosh this poor guy I know so she was like just through the whole series really (laughs) well she's like um (laughs) You know, I you're probably going to hire one of the people who did not yell at you and storm out. And I think that's a mistake. And here's why. And I was just like, oh, Rach, I love this. <laughs> um, and she's like, you know, I made a huge fool of myself and I came back and that shows courage. When I thought that you wanted sex in exchange for this job, I said no. And that shows integrity. Um, I stood up for myself and that shows courage again. But you got to have courage. And then... <laughs> You got to have courage. And then she's like, and I can't remember exactly what she said, but basically she was like, you know, I was not litigious. And I know that I did not used to know what this meant. And so I'm pretty sure I looked it up a long time ago. And it basically means she didn't like go like file a, like a harassment suit, right? right. Like she, like yeah. she didn't make a legal issue out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's kind of saying like, you know, I just tried to handle it myself and not make a big deal about it or whatever. And so she's like, so there you go. Courage, integrity, courage again, and not litigious. And then she realizes that this is starting to go bad. And then she's like, Mr. And she forgets his name. <laughs> Zellner. I, know, it's I like, knew Rich, that. Come on. She's just, you oh. know, when that happens and it's just like one mm-hmm. bad thing leads to another. So she's just like, Mr. Zellner. Okay. Look. I get it. Like, I am not coming off well, but I really want this job. And I actually think I could do a really good job at it. So that's more like she's just being, like, brutally honest. I do think that you wanting a job, it does not qualify you for getting the job. Like, I think – so I think, you know, but she's kind of – if she's just like, I think I could do a really, really good job at this. And then maybe that's where you give, like, one or two reasons why you think so, um, rather than mm-hmm. rattling off courage a bunch. But um, he's like, do you know what? I'm probably going to regret this, but I think you're right. So you obviously. Will. Don't worry. You will. Oh, don't worry, Mr. Zellner. There'll be some naughty limericks coming your way in a few seasons. <laughs> oh, my God. But she's, yeah, she's, you know, he obviously saw something in her in that first interview because he's like, 
I don't know why I'm doing this, but I am going to give you a shot. And so mm-hmm. Rachel goes to, she's like, oh, would it be inappropriate if I gave you a hug? And he's like, yes. Yes, So Rachel. she goes yes, to Rachel. shake his hand. She goes out for the handshake. He stands up and she touches his penis. <laughs> it's like at that point, oh. at that point, I think I would be all out of um, courage and thinking I couldn't mess this up more. And then I think I probably would just run away. I don't know if well, I Well, she does. And she's like, I'm going to go. I'll see you Monday. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, and so. Um, oh, it's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. So that's the uh, foot those two are off to. Okay, so let's talk about Rachel's interview looks and rank them. I know that's what everybody is yes, waiting okay. for. Well, as two women in fashion. Yeah, obviously. Let me just remind you of what we were working with here. So there's interview number one. She has her hair pulled back in a low bun-ish. Um, and she's got like a, I think it's like a sleeveless or a short sleeve fitted dress. And then I think there's like red shoes. But you only see like a flash of them when yeah, she I first walks in. shoes. And then the second look is a gray suit with like a gray and purple, like it, it's very like tunicky is the, it's kind mm-hmm. of like a little bit baggy and the material has some swish to it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third look is the short sleeve white collar buttoned down with a bit of embroidery and a pleated skirt, gray. Mm-hmm. Okay. What rank your looks? Um, well, my favorite is the black. I feel like you can't go wrong with a black classic dress. Even though I think with the sweater she wears, it looks a little bit um, funerally. Oh. Um. So, I think she could have gone something a little bit less like matronly in the sweater department. Mm, not it so might much be a blazer, but maybe it's not like. Yeah, kind of is widow in mourning. And especially with the French twist, it's a little bit like um, Park Avenue widow. Um, I do like the suit. It's a little different, but I kind of like it. I'm not a fan of the pleated skirt, but I think it could be because I wore a lot of mid-length pleated skirts and I'm having PTSD. But I do really like her shoes with the pleated skirt. Okay. They're so just what's really your pointy-toed pumps. My rank is black suit skirt. Okay. So my fave is the skirt. And maybe it's because I currently wear a lot of pleated skirts. (laughs) (laughs) I've got like four in my closet right now. Uh, But I do like a mid-length or like a knee-length pleated skirt. I don't know. I get a lot of compliments on them. Maybe it's from like They also suit you. Why do they suit me and not you? Height? Because I'm height and I'm much hippier than you are. Oh, I've gotten much a lot more, hippier. I'm much more triangle shaped than you are. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So uh, I, but I, I, even though I don't love that like embroidered shirt, I just think it's a really cute outfit and I like the full gray pleat. So that's yeah. my fave. I think the gray, mm-hmm. the black dress is my second fave because, yeah, it's pretty stock standard and I liked the red shoe with it. And mm-hmm. then my least favorite is that, like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar swishy gray <laughs> tunic suit. Do you know what I mean? Like, NBA yeah. players yeah. in the ni- in the late 90s who had the, like, s- like, yards of fabric suits and, uh-huh. like, they were just, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. But that's okay. Yeah. She, that's okay. As two ladies in fashion. So you can let us know what your ranks are. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's that's that one. That's Rach. And now she is a whatever factoter at Ralph Lauren. Congrats, Rachel. Congrats. You're the factoter. Um, okay. So the next thing that I want to talk about is um, Joey is watching Ross in his new apartment do oh my gosh. stuff out the window as if it's a theater, a picture window. Um, and Monica's like, oh, has he done Shark Attack yet? And then he's like pretending to, oh, it's just it's just so perfect for Ross. Um, so it's he's really like, good. he's having a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. He thinks that it's like, wow, everybody over in Monica's apartment loves watching this. But it's like, this is for you, Ross. We all know this is for you. So he's like pretends to get attacked by a shark, which is really funny. Um, 
he does the bit he keeps calling them bits um and then like while joey's watching like yes very funny and lifelike ross he sees this very pretty woman some might call her a hot girl um waving and he's like oh hi and he like tries to hit on her um and it works and she like waves him over And I love when Monica's like, ooh, let me see. And then he's like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, me and Monica aren't together. This is just Monica. Yucky. And like pushes her away by her face. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. Um, She's like, Monica, yuck. Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, And so he tries to figure out where her apartment is. And I mean, this could have been very easily solved with like, Oh my god. Holding gosh. up numbers with your hand, but whatever. Um Well, once he ran into Ross the first time, I don't know how he couldn't course correct. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like you have two constants and like Ross isn't moving, so you just count up and over. Yeah, that's you're right. So he he tries to figure out where she, where she lives. He like counts how many like what floor she's on and then like which apartment in. But I'm also like once you're inside of a building, it's hard to know which way you're oriented sometimes, like which hallway, f- you know, faces out where and whatever. But um so he he goes over there and ends up at Ross's apartment and then he was like, mm-hmm. "Oh. Oh, this is your apartment." And Ross is like, "Yeah." <laughs> And then he, like, leaves and he's like, oh, man, she's gone. And it happens again when he's consoling Rachel and he's, like, hugging her when she feels bad about the how badly the interview went. And he's like, the oh hot my girl's back. Hot girl's back. And, if, yeah, and she's like, oh, well, I'm not back. And he, like, pushes her away and is like, okay, stay right there. And he, like, counts again, runs over, again winds up at Ross's house. <laughs> And is like, did you move? And he's like, yes, I used to live with you. And now I live here. Hi, I'm Ross. Uh, Because I'm like, I totally get where they're both coming from. Yes. It's so funny. It's so so funny. um, So Joey starts wandering around the halls. Hot girl. Hot Hot girl. girl. And And he also accosts an old man and a young girl. Oh, yeah, that's right. And um, when he's like, is your sister or mommy a hot girl? And she's like, daddy. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> runs away, finds a hallway and is like, oh, man. So um, so so they put up like notices in the hallway like per- this pervert is looking for a hot girl. Call the cops <laughs> if you see him. Hold on. Hold on. Let's give our friend Joey a chance <laughs> to explain to us why he's such a big pervert. Such a big pervert. <laughs> oh, so good. Poor Joe. This is the third time. Oh, no, the second time, because that's the same one when they think that he's got I'm a peephole. Yeah, he's got a secret peephole. That's right. And he eats chicken. Chicken and, and looks, looks at pictures. So, hmm. so funny. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> so, uh, what happens? Oh, yeah, that's right. And so then eventually Ross runs into that girl at the mailboxes. And he's like, oh, hi, I'm Ross. I'm new. And she's like, yeah, I know. You are the one that wouldn't chip in for the handyman. And he's just like, oh, forget it. But she's like, no, I actually thought it was really unfair. You had just moved in. And he's, you know, loves yeah, to take every opportunity. on to that. Yeah, gloms on. I like, did someone, just move in. Someone who thinks I'm right. My soulmate. And so um, he asks her out and she gives him her number. And I love when he's like kissing it like, mwah, mwah, and then she comes back and he has to like eat it. It's just, it's, Ross is such a loser. I know. I was like, I'm going to steal the line from the last episode when Rachel's like, oh my gosh, you are such a loser. You're such a loser. It is so true. It's like, so dude, she cannot, even if she's not looking your direction, she's still in the she vicinity. Like, you. be freaking cool, do that, man. Do that up in your apartment with the door closed like i can't believe the lovely amanda gave me her phone number it's like that same thing where he just like is honestly just such a loser about this stuff like be cool he is he has no chill make a squealy face or like you know you know when you like squeeze your eyes together or like something like that i understand having to like get your emotions out but kissing her phone number 
give yourself like a yeah man you did it but yeah kissing the papers oh my gosh it's so bad um so So ross and hot girl have connected they've connected and so he gives her a call they set up a date um meanwhile joey (laughs) is like man you know i never actually was able to find that girl because um i i couldn't find her apartment like it's she lives in some hot girl parallel universe space time oh yeah parallel universe yeah. monica's oh, like sweetie so what are you funny. talking about no no like that's the lobby that's the stairwell you were counting wrong You're and counting he was wrong, like yeah. i did not know that i can't believe i almost <laughs> lost another girl to counting that's oh, that's one of my favorite lines i can't believe i almost like it's like this you've done this before this has yeah, been like, a problem this? for you yeah I, so he goes over there i mean i yeah. have to agree i know sometimes like it's not obvious what's a hallway and what's like a lobby or the stairs because they cut them to make them look like it's all apartments and like how many apartments have how many windows and yes. you know what i mean yes. like yeah but i think confusing. once you find ross's apartment you could you you, you could, could stop it going down. there a bunch yeah <laughs> yeah or maybe don't harass people that live across the street i don't know just a thought or just next time you see her ask for her number so anyway yeah. i don't know spitballing <laughs> but so he goes over there and monica's advice was correct unfortunately uh <laughs> ross is there because they're going oh on a gosh. date and so he opens the door and he just joey just freaks out like, and runs away it's so funny. It reminds me of later um, when Mike is in and he's like, I can't remember the last time I opened a door and you weren't there. And I can't remember if it's 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 Ross, right? It's not Monica. Yes. Or maybe it is oh my Monica. Gosh. It's either Ross when he is trying to convince Mike that About Phoebe Vikram. had a serious relationship yeah. with Vikram or, or when Monica's trying to keep them separated when they stop dating. Break them up. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I opened a door and you weren't there. Oh, I'm so, so excited for Paul Rudd. Oh my gosh, me too. We I'm have a so few excited. annoying ones to get through first, but like. Oh my gosh, we have like four we get seasons. Paul Rudd. I know. But it's, the treat at the end of the tunnel is Paul Rudd. I was actually just thinking that like every episode after this one, from here on to the end of the season, is it's so just great good i know so iconic season and i know five like, I, really is the like just like pivot such point. a high such a pivot mm-hmm. point pivot. did you do that on purpose no pivot okay so speaking of phoebe's boyfriends we'll wrap this one up with the last <laughs> thing going on oh. um you'll remember from the last episode um phoebe found that badge at the coffee shop and flashed it at a cop and uh, she ended up being the prettiest fake undercover whore he's ever seen. And so they went out on a date. And so now Phoebe She's and now Gary dating are dating. Cop. Yes. And, they um, were all loved up. There's, yeah. And so Monica's like, gosh, it's, I can't believe, you know, it's only, I can't believe it's, or seems like it's been a really great week or something like that. So they've mm-hmm. been dating yeah. for a week and they're like all over each other, miss you every second that you're gone. Yeah, and she's like, oh, my gosh, I just miss him so much. I just miss him so much. And she's like, you know, we're just totally – and she's like, oh, I love the beginning stages of relationships. And um, and then, you know, she's like, you know, where it's just all sex and talking or whatever. And she's like, and you can't mm-hmm. keep your hands off each other. And she's like, so when did that end for you and Chandler? And Monica <laughs> – fully goes to the bad place oh, and she like, goes to the bad place what are you talking about we're totally there we can't keep our hands oh off God. each other and she's and and phoebe's like oh no i've awoken the beast and she's like okay my, my mistake i misspoke and she's like just why don't you get all the facts before you start thinking you're the only hot couple <laughs> yeah i oh. i love when phoebe's like oh gosh i've awakened the beast because you totally have phoebe like for whatever reason, this has kicked Monica's competitive side into overdrive with something well, that's like not actually worth being competitive over. I do have a theory, and I th- as I like why I think why she gets so freaked out about it, but it's like okay. later on in the bathroom scene. So I'll because I, I was thinking that too. I was like, stop! Like who cares? But I do think there's a reason why she gets like that. Okay, but so um so. I wanted to ask you, I think we've talked about this before, um, but just to recap in case we haven't, do you, what do you like more in the, do you really love the exciting beginning phases of relationships? 
like Phoebe says she does? I mean, they're definitely fun. But the quality stuff is what comes after. Like, I... I mean, I guess it's worth noting I like being married to Matt more than I want to rehab the beginning of a new relationship. Mm. So, you know. Okay, so all of you out there listening that were angling, she's happily <laughs> married. I'm so I'm happily married. Um, I mean, I do love the beginning. And I do, like, think back fondly on that time, like, in my relationship with Matt especially because it's, like – it's just sweet and it's puppy love and it's fun. Like what's not to like, you know, but as it's not sustainable. It's never going to be like that all the time. So hmm. I wouldn't trade that for this because this is like deep, meaningful love rather than just like butterflies and excitement. Um, but it doesn't make it. I mean, it was super fun when it was a thing, you know. See, I just I maybe I'm not remembering right, but I just feel like the beginning phases of relationships are so stressful cuz I think I'm so in my own head about mm-hmm. like I don't know. I I will say that in the past I've had relationships where you kind of think that like kind of like we were saying about the interview, every little thing that you like if you make one little mistake, you could ruin it. And I I realize now that if if that's how it is and that's how you feel, then it's like that's not the right situation because you shouldn't be able to derail it with just like one, you know, like, oh, I texted mm-hmm. back too fast or I double texted or like I came right. off too keen or like, yeah, I said I liked cats more than dogs and now he's out of here. Like if if one thing derails it, it's not worth then they're doing you worth a favor. It. By ending it. Yeah. And, and I see this a lot with other friends. And like, that's the advice I give now. But I know that it's hard because it does kind of feel like, you know, the beginning of relationship, you are getting to know each other. It is always a bit of a song and a dance and a balance. And I'm not saying you just go like, okay, here's all the crazy bad things about me. Like, I get that. But it's just like, if something small is going to scare somebody off or like, make it not work, then like, didn't really seem like they were in it for the long haul anyway. I don't yeah, know. Totally. Or they're like being too judgy yeah. about certain things or maybe that actually is just, I don't know. I just think like, to me it's like if it's that easily um, like broken down, then it's probably not the thing that's going to last yeah, anyway. Then it's so, broken from the start. Totally. Yeah, but I still feel yeah. like um, the beginning phases of like even my relationship with Ben, like it was fun, but I just still remember finding it stressful and it was like, oh, well, he said this, that means this, you know, and like, just because we didn't really Mm -hmm. know each other's communication styles and that type stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, I don't like the, maybe I'm also like not, I'm like not good at dating and flirting and whatever. So I find the beginning phases very, shut up. You're so good at it. Obviously. Wait for my book on flirting to come out. Oh, Lord almighty. Um, yeah, nobody would read that. Yeah, maybe. I guess. I mean, I definitely have been in relationships where the beginning was stressful. But for me, that just shows me that was not the person for me. Because if I have to second guess everything I said, then, yeah. you know, definitely not the That's right not, spot for me. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the beginning with Matt was, I mean, it was so much fun. It was just like, it was very giddy puppy love. It was super sweet. And I... Loved it. It was great. But I love now. Because before it was like, you know, now we've settled into routines. And that's definitely, don't hear that as a negative. But like back then it's like, you know, we didn't live together. It was like, who knew what what the day was going to hold? And we had like so many phases to get through that it was like this new adventure. And now, you know, we don't have like, I mean, we're just on the same adventure which is a different kind of fun it's just different yeah I wouldn't say I'm with you look yeah go on sorry oh I was gonna say like I don't even know if one is better than the other they're just totally different yeah I I like being in a committed relationship and having I don't know like just stability and like I don't know doing life together I like that a Mm -hmm. bit more um Yeah. And you're right. I mean, when you're not living with somebody and it's like we only see each other for like fun times and dates and whatever, not to like, you know, have to clean up the bathroom and do bills and like that kind of stuff. I get it. But yes, that stuff's fine. Um, because Ben does that. That stuff's so fine, anyway, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ben does it all. 
<laughs> jokes, ben, but if you're he listening, does, thanks. He does 90% of the cooking and cleaning, so I actually, oh no, he does the bills. No, we both do the bills, but he has the formula. Anyway, um, don't worry about it. Just boring relationship stuff. But so anyway, so, so, you know, she, so Monica flips out and is like trying to prove that she and Chandler are still this hot couple. And so she's like, every time it's just, I just would be so annoyed if I was Phoebe, but Phoebe knows Monica and Phoebe's real good about this kind of stuff where she just is kind of like, I'm going to let her like work out whatever she needs to do. But you know, Monica's like, Oh, do you guys want to go to the movies? And she's like, oh, no, we're just, you know, going to spend the whole night in his apartment and never leave the bedroom. And Monica's like, oh, yeah, no, like us, too. I just wanted to make sure that you were going to be busy so you didn't walk in on me and Chandler doing it. And it's like doing it all night. It's very aggressive, Monica. It's so aggressive. And so they go out to dinner. And even then. After Monica forces Chandler Oh, yeah. To have sex all day, apparently. Come on, we have to go upstairs and have sex again so they know that we're a hot couple. And he's, like, protesting. And then he's like, wait a minute, why am I protesting this? Get your (laughs) coat. Why are you arguing with you? (laughs) Yeah. And it is funny. That's also when Joey walks in and is like, what are you guys doing? I know. I'm um, like, it makes me very uncomfortable that, like, their sex unlocked are just happening. And the door's unlocked. And Joey waltzes in. Like, well, thankfully nothing is happening. But, you know, invest in a lock, perhaps. Like a that's not tie on their, that's not their style. That's um, not. I know what you mean though, but yeah. So then they go out to dinner with Gary and Phoebe, and Monica's just being inappropriate. I think is the only word to describe it when she's like, "Oh yeah, he's tired from a big day, if you know what I mean." And he's like, "Okay, M- Monica." Um, <laughs> and like, thankfully, Gary's Once again just like, going oh. to the bad place. Yeah, and they're all just trying to, like, kind of let her do whatever she needs to do. And Gary's being a good sport. And he's like, oh, do you like that badge I got you, Chandler? And he's, like, you know, having fun with it, whatever. And yeah, and then Monica's like, oh, Phoebe, you've got a twig in your hair. And she's like, oh, he, he. And, you know, it's like she didn't, like, come in and was like, sorry, we're late. We got sidetracked, if you know what I – but you know what? Actually, now that I say it out loud, um, would you remember Ross did that? With Bonnie, and I think once with Julie, too, like, came in and was like, sorry, we're late. There was touching. Yeah, he did. Remember? Yes. Yes. So maybe he did that with Geller. And then there was the, the Bonnie one was like, did everyone sleep well? Us, too. Giggly, giggly. But, like, maybe it's a Geller thing because, like, Ross is, like, can't chill and is, like, telling everybody about their sexcapades and, like, Monica's kind of the same. I don't know. I feel like Ross's comes from a place of insecurity, i.e. But, like, Phoebe didn't come into the restaurant like, sorry, we're late. Yeah, but him, like, counting how many times he's done it with Rachel, like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, Monica just wants to win. Whatever winning looks like, she wants to win. Um, Right, okay. Even in, you know, that's what I think anyway. But I also think, so there's a thing, I'm taking a screenwriting class, a master class, I'm obviously an expert now. But I realized something. You, um, there, there always has to be somebody on screen that knows as much as the audience knows. So yeah, so so that it can be so explained to case, them, right? Yes, yes. So Monica knows as much as the audience knows, and Phoebe explains it to her. But I do think there is a different way. Um, I think that's the right way. She didn't bust in and say, oh, sorry, we're late. Oh, as you probably see my hair's all messed up because we yeah, exactly. Right here. Like a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. I would just be like, well, why are you detailing your I Like your TMI, exactly. But I feel like that's yes. like exactly what Monica did when she's like, oh, he's tired because, well, you know. You know, and it's like, yes. all right. And same with Ross. So, so. Phoebe says that and she's like, you know, and Gary's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, we just there, you know, we were in the park and nobody was around. So whatever. Yeah. And um, and she's like, oh, public place. Uh huh. Got it. <laughs> and like chases Chandler into the men's bathroom. Yes. And, 
I love how she tries to seduce him like, hello, Chandler. I've always found the men's bathroom a very sensual place, haven't you? And he's like, like, uh, thank goodness not, or we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, no, I don't think I'd be in a relationship with you if I did. And she's like, ooh, I just can't keep my hands off you. And I like how he's like, as much as I hate to disappoint you and the man in the second stall, and like a guy comes out. (laughs) He's like, what is this about? Oh, gosh. So, okay, so then, you know, so so Chandler knows that she's having this competitive thing with Gary and Phoebe because I almost said Mike um, because um, he, you know, she mentioned it before and he was like, so, okay, who cares? They're a hot couple. And, you know, and so he he knows that. And so she's just like, he's like. Monica, what is going on? You've got to stop with this competitive thing. Mm-hmm. And it, this is where I think it comes out. So when she's like, I don't know, it's just like, you know, if we're not in that like hot and fiery phase anymore, does that mean that like now we're in like, it's like boring. And I think mm-hmm. she's afraid that like they've lost the flame in their relationship. And now it's just like a boring like, because, you know, they were friends before, and I think she's afraid that it's almost just settled back into, like, he's just, like, yeah. a friend that I kiss sometimes or whatever. Yeah. And so I, I think that's why she was having such an extra – so I think the competitive thing is one thing, but I think it actually boils down to her being afraid that, like, they've lost the romance in their relationship. Yeah. And I bet that she didn't realize that they were out of that phase until it was being compared in front of her. Uh-huh. And, until yeah, somebody said sense. it to her and she was like, wait, what? And then, yeah, had to claw it back. But also love... they were being super secretive about their crazy hands all over each other. That's right. They were there. It was just, yeah. yeah. Um, Which I feel like makes it probably extra exciting, too, because they were sneaking around. Yeah, or totally. trying to because they're not well couth. poorly isn't it? yeah yeah, yeah. um i love sweet chandler's like really sweet reply where he's like yeah of course that phase is great but like i've never dated anybody this long and i absolutely love this phase where like we have closeness and trust and mm-hmm. i don't remember what he says but like it's really sweet and, and he's, he's like, like totally and i think it's reassuring. great that it's happening with you it's so sweet. yeah so this is another one of the ones where like you know, there's been a few times now where Chandler just, like, really, I don't know, just, like, I don't know, just, like, really makes the good effort, says the right thing, and, like, reassures, and it's very, very sweet. So, loving this. Yes. He did a great job. Um, yes. And up to how, like, this is more exciting because it's with her and it's, mm-hmm. like, stability and whatever. And so then, so she feels better about it. And chills out with the whole, our flame is on fire. We're the hottest couple in town. Right. Um, and then he goes back and kind of messes it up again. But. Oh, yeah. And then he, yeah, that's right. When he's like, you freaked out. I'm the relationship guru. And is like dancing around. And he's like, I'm the cool one. And you're the huge mess. And then he's like, and now we're back. And now we're back. roles. Yeah. So. Oh, it's so, so good. So good. Very sweet little moment. Um, I love the ending of this one. It 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 doesn't really officially go with anything. I don't like remember end the credits. ending. Okay, so Ross has been doing his bits this whole time, you know? Oh, and, yes. Um, yeah, so uh, Chandler pops into the girl's apartment and is like, hey, you guys ready to go to the movies? And Monica and Rachel are like, yeah, let's go. And it's like, oh, yeah, thanks for lending us Pamela and Yasmeen. And you look at the window and Ross is pantomiming to two cardboard cutouts with Ross or with Rachel and Monica's faces on. <laughs> and he's like, they just can't get enough. Oh, my gosh. It's so just funny. Wearing like, I couldn't out. watch him anymore. I know. I love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I know. And like throughout the whole episode, he's like, okay, Ross, we get it. You're over there and we're over here. And the yeah. one where Monica's like, or Chandler's like, oh, he's doing his watching TV bit. And and Monica's yeah. like, I think he's just watching TV and flips over. But no, he's, he's not. He's pretending. He's, not. <laughs> he's pretending to watch TV oh and he thinks he's God. hilarious. Ross, you are such a loser. Ugh. It's funny, though. Um. Yes, that is. Yes, that is and really funny. And then the end, the end. The end. Um. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, I, like things are. This is exciting. As we said, it's getting really fun. Ross is in 
It's no longer Ugly Naked Guy's apartment. He's now in his new apartment, and mm-hmm. Rachel's got her new job at Ralph Lauren, which we'll learn more about next week. Oh, that's and, right. We will. Um, the one where Rachel smokes, and so <laughs> we get to learn a lot more about that. And we yeah, talk things about smoking are fun. Again. Oh, yeah. Wait to hear more of our thoughts on smoking like you did last episode. No, we, we won't. We won't do that. No problem. You can smoke. Um, okay. I think that's it from yeah. us for this episode. So thank you for joining us. And we will see you guys next time. Right, Have a really great then. week until then. Bye. Bye. Bye.